you for joining us on episode three of the Overcoming Mondays podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations with some of her favorite people who are talking about the issues that matter most to you. Overcoming Monday is a podcast designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Now let's get started with an introduction to the episode. So Rachel. So Shari. That's right. That's how we started. And uh, if you don't hear this podcast ever, it's because Tucker wants to destroy the computer right now. (laughs) We're just having a hard day today and you can tell that it's a Monday. (laughs) Yeah, but we're going to overcome. So we're going to give you little secrets for your big breakthrough. That's right. So today we have on the podcast Taylor Tippett. And she's so stinking fun. I've followed her on Instagram for a little while now. I remember I was sitting at CDH and I had some girlfriends over. It was uh, Abby and Gabby Hamrick. And they were like, oh my gosh, you have to follow this girl on Instagram. And I was like, okay, cool. So I followed her and they were like, actually, she used to be on summer camp staff. And I feel like it's just kind of this bond you have as Mm -hmm. like a summer staffer. And you're like... I've been there. Like I've stayed all stayed up all night with teenagers too. Yeah, you just have I've the connection. worked um, six weeks of my life for basically if you divide the hours out, <laughs> it's like seventy five cents an, an hour. hour. <laughs> um, look, I did that when I was in high school too, and then I worked for CKM um, on Crossroads staff, and it is so much fun. It it's doesn't so matter if it. you're getting paid. Yeah, I mean that's how camp is. You're camp changing is for the people's kids. lives, right? <laughs> so Taylor took that and translated it into her normal everyday life as a flight attendant she She is changing people's lives um giving them happiness and then her instagram story is so fun yeah um talking about traveling everywhere everywhere. Mm -hmm. literally everywhere so she talks about her favorite places yep and she also talks about how this dream kind of came to be and then kind of where she's headed next and Mm -hmm. gives really practical advice of like if someone wants to go there too, how they do that, which I think is so useful, so beneficial. You guys are going to love to hear how Taylor practically um, puts her dreams into action. And uh, I think that you're going to walk away with some great things to overcome your Monday. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on episode three of the Overcoming Monday podcast. We're sitting here chatting with Taylor Tippett. Taylor is originally from North Carolina and works as a flight attendant for a major airline. And through her job, she has the opportunity to travel around the world. Taylor became well known after starting Words from the Window Seat, where she would leave encouraging notes for passengers to find. She posts these encouraging notes and her traveling adventures on her Instagram, which now has over 120,000 followers. So we just want to thank you for joining us today, Taylor. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Just Let's just start with an intro. Where are you from and um, where have you been? Give us some highlights. I'm so glad to be joining you. Um, so I was um, born in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and I moved to Stewart, Florida when I was almost two. Um, so I grew up, my early childhood was on the beach. I was a little beach bum. Um, and then when I was in middle school, we moved back to Charlotte, North Carolina, 
where um, I spent my middle school and high school years. And then, um, yeah, and then I ended up moving back to Florida. And then now I'm in Chicago. And I love to move. Um, but I think I'm going to be settled in Chicago for a minute. But yeah, I have been all over the place. <laughs> so Chicago versus Florida, that's a giant extreme difference in temperature. And you were just telling us how freezing it is there right now. Yes, um, it was definitely different. It was really weird not having any seasons growing up. And then moving to North Carolina, where everyone is Southern and everybody eats everything and there's seasons and like family is important. It was a totally different um, lifestyle change for sure. So I knew you, uh, first time I knew you, you worked for us at Crossroads Camps as a staff. What was that like for you? Um, I know what it was like for me. I just want to know what it's like for you. Um, I... So a little story, I hated coffee until I worked at Crossroads Summer Camp. <laughs> um, I literally thought it was disgusting, but everybody, what is the coffee shop that everybody went to, Broad? Yeah, Broad River it, Coffee Company. Yeah, Broad River. Um, so yeah, I was on staff. So I went as a camper one year with Elevation when Elevation took it fully over for the week. And then um, I worked on staff the next summer um, on the athletic department. So I basically woke up really early, had really n late nights with all the campers, and basically got really awkward farmer's hands and stayed outside all day and hung out with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> and every once in a while, girls had passed through, and it was so great. But um, yeah, I really, really loved um, working for camp. It was a lot of hard work. Um, but I really just grew um, in community, I feel like. I think it really um, was a good stepping stone because I didn't grow up in church. And I feel like the community working at camp was um, one I still remember um, and really just appreciate and also really, like, got the heart for um, investing in other people. Like, it was really cool to be able to sit with high schoolers um, and middle school. It was middle school, too, right? Yeah, middle and high school um, girls and just be able to say like, hey, I've been here and you can be encouraged in this. I think that really like um, set me up for like a heart of ministry. And I didn't even know that that was something that I was interested in. So, yeah, I loved camp. It was so much fun. Uh, and I always wanted to come back, but I ended up moving and getting my job. And yeah, so it was great. Right. So um, I met Clayton working camp the first year. That's kind of how we met. So I've done camp every year of my <laughs> life for about 20 years. And Rachel yep. actually worked camp too. Yeah, I just worked my second summer this past year and did the internship with the ministry. And so, so yeah, camp's definitely such a special place mm -hmm. and yeah. a place for a lot of growth. Uh, definitely a place for people with a heart for ministry, for sure. So dreams will take you crazy places. And when I was a little girl, I actually went to camp and I thought to myself, um, this has been a very special, special place to, for me. If I could do this for other people with the rest of my life, I'd love that. And look, here I am still doing it. Hello. I feel like I'm aging out, but they still love it. And they're no, still coming. You never so <laughs> age out of camp. We're still doing it. So um, I yeah. know that. I know that you, um, how did you end up pursuing what it is you're pursuing now? Like, did you think to yourself, oh, one day I want to be a flight attendant? 
Um, I, I feel like it's like on the list of like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be an astronaut, like maybe I'm be a flight attendant. So I feel like it's like just one of those like dream jobs that people throw out there. So, I mean, I always, um, kind of thought about it. Um, my grandma was actually a flight attendant for Pan Am for a little bit before she got pregnant. Um, and so I heard her stories growing up, but honestly, I, after I went, actually worked at camp, um, it kind of like set my heart on fire a little bit and came back, just turned 19, um, went back home to North Carolina and was like, I think I love my parents. I'm really close with them now, but I think in order to really find myself and figure out my relationship with Jesus, I needed to move and like be by myself. So I moved to Florida and I was a nanny there and um, I just never felt called to school. Um, I don't know if that was like a selfish, oh, God told me I'm never going to go to school because I don't want to go to school or if he just had other things in mind for me. But um, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to school. Um, So I was a nanny and and left and moved and went on my own when I was 19. And while I was in nanny, I loved it a lot. I was with a family for like a year and a half. Um, but since I don't, didn't go to school and didn't have like a stable job and stable income, I started thinking, um, what, what am I passionate about? What can I do? Like, I don't like living stressed, um, financially and like want to be able to do certain things and I can't with where I'm at. So I just kind of sat down one day and honestly listed out what I love and what brings me joy and what I feel called to and passionate about. And, um, I came up with either working on a cruise ship or, um, becoming a flight attendant and the cruise ship idea like died down very fast. The more I thought about it. Um, and so I called my grandmother who was a flight attendant and was just like, hey, I think I want to be a flight attendant. Like, can you tell me a little bit more? And so we had a really good conversation um, about it. And um, my mom was actually with her. So I like called my mom and she's like, wait, while I'm with Mimi, like, let's just you talk to her. So I did. And it was great. And um, back then, I, my parents even used to tell me, uh, I was always someone who I was a dreamer, but I never would put it into action. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I'll apply. Like, you know, my mom was like, send me your resume. And I was like, okay. And I honestly probably wouldn't have, but no, like, no lie. Um, A couple hours later, my mom texted me and was like, Taylor, literally American Airlines just put out a broadcast that they're hiring 1,500 flight attendants for the first time. Like, it's their biggest hiring since September 11th. And so I was like, okay, wow. Uh, so I got excited and I was like, and I immediately applied. So I think if that probably wouldn't have happened, I don't really know if I would have been like pumped about it, but it was in the same day of the phone conversation. So that was definitely the Lord. Um, and so I applied and it took six months, uh, the whole hiring process. And then I got my training date and I went. That's awesome. So tell, in case um, people haven't heard of who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit of how this whole um, story got started for you, this Instagram craze, this, the notes in the window. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I uh, went to training, got hired. And um, while, I, um, while I was in training, um, I 
got into a relationship um, of someone who actually found like one of my poems on Tumblr. It was like during the time where people like internet dated, um, which is so weird to think about. But yeah, I got into um, a relationship and um, I graduated and um, moved to a brand new city, didn't have any friends, um, was just like really invested in the relationship and um, the relationship ended up being really, really unhealthy. And um, I, one morning I was just kind of feeling down and um, you know how you feel when you're just in unhealthiness, it's just like nasty and heavy. And so I was sitting in the back of the airplane on a really, really morning or early morning flight and um, the sun had just come up and I was just, you know, I was writing and, I um, was writing like a love note to myself and just like an encouragement to myself because um, I love pep talks. I think they're so important and I think it's important to give yourself them too. And so I wrote down um, just about being kind to myself and how it needs to start with me um, because if I'm not kind to myself, how can I expect to have grace and love for other people? And so I was writing that and then I like looked over and my bag was on the seat and I had this like little tiny spiral notebook and was just like, I want to share where I'm at with people. Um, I love, I love people's me too's. Like, I think there's something so powerful and people connecting. And so I wrote, be kind to yourself on a piece of paper and just somehow had the idea to tape it on the window. And, um, I, did that and I took a photo and I was like, I'm going to write a post about this. And I never had any intentions of like making it a series or anything like that. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to leave this for somebody else to find. And, um, cause I'm one of those people who believes like, just if like the other day on the bus, there was like a, a little scripture, um, business card. And I was like, Oh my, like that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I love moments like that. So I was like, I want somebody else to like be looking at the card and be like, wow, I, I needed this. So I was just like, I'm going to leave it. And so I posted it and people just like really, really responded well. And um, I felt so encouraged during the really hard season that I was going through. And I was like, I want to keep doing this. And so I was just like, it's going to be, this is words from the window seat, like this incorporates my love for aviation and traveling and just like connecting with people. And that's kind of how it started. And, um, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Um, when I feel like I need to share something, um, it's not forced. I don't like Google quotes or anything, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And, and now other people started doing it too. So there's like over a thousand posts on words from the window seat with other people who, you know, do it and leave it, which is really, really cool because I didn't expect for it to be, you know, what it is. So yeah, it's been awesome. Right. You did it just on impulse one day. I found two quotes um, from some stuff that you've written. I love this. Um, you said, if I'm not encouraging and inspiring others, what am I doing with my life? For other people to feel loved and encouraged, that's all that matters to me. And I think that's so sweet. And then the other one that I love that you, uh, that I found, I was kind of stalking you, but, um, it says your smile and your kindness matters, you know, your smile and your kindness matters. And so while I'm sitting here with you today, I can just hear that that's the reason that you, you know, you started posting these things because 
you wanted to reach out to others in a way that you would love to be reached out to. So yeah, I think that's you, neat. You can definitely tell that uh, I think it's really special that it wasn't um, you saying like, oh, I want to be an Instagram personality. What do I need to do to become that? I'm going to post notes in a window on an airplane and like that's what I'm going to do to like get 120,000 yeah. followers. Like it didn't start out with that intention and I think that makes it – so much sweeter, um, even for the people that are finding it. Um, I think it, like, it's genuine. It's not a forced thing. Like, you genuinely love them, and that's why you're leaving it. That's yeah. awesome. When I need to know what makeup to wear, fashion advice, a great dish to cook, or simply the latest and greatest advice, I call it my sister, Elizabeth Harper. She is the wife to an entrepreneur, mom of four, licensed esthetician, and an overall lover of beauty and trends. She is fun and amazing, and I know you're going to love this lady. So without further ado, here's what tips Elizabeth has for us today. So my tip of the day is how to have a dream date with your spouse and get out of the rut of movie night, dinner night, the same old, same old. So when my husband um, and I were traveling around the United States with his job, we didn't have a babysitter. We didn't have anybody to call and say, hey, can you watch our kids so we can go on a date night? Needless to say, we had to get inventive and we had to do things that were kind of out of the norm. But what this did was it helped us to connect in different ways, which of course is the point of having a date night, right? It's to connect more in a more intimate way with your spouse. So often we choose to do dinner, dinner and a movie, and this becomes kind of the same old, same old, as opposed to doing what it's supposed to do, which is create a connection between you. So my first tip of date night, dreamy date nights, is ask your spouse how do they feel and when do they feel connected to you the most. There's a time where you're having a conversation or you're out like riding bikes. Some of us go for a run together. Not me, <laughs> but <laughs> we go and we do something with each other. And that's when you feel you're most connected to your spouse. So ask your spouse, when do you feel the most connected to me? Um, number two is plan ahead. Oh my gosh. How many times do you have that conversation of, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? So all the while, the minutes are ticking away on your date night. So plan ahead. Sometimes I have to text my husband and say, hey, I want to talk about our date night tonight. And he's prepared. He comes in. His mind's in the right place. Instead of me being like, so do you want to talk about it now? And he's like, um, hold on one more second. He wants to go on a date. He wants to have a good time, but his mind's not there. So text him, send him a little message, say, get ready. Let's talk about this. Um, number three, stop with the dinner and a movie. I know so many of us, that's like our go-to, but just take it off the table and see what happens. Don't even make it an option, but say, okay, no more dinner and a movie. Let's try something different. It's not even a choice and see the creativity that comes up because when you find that creativity, you're going to connect on a different level with your spouse and you're going to get out of the rut. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, number four, you don't have to even leave your front yard. Okay. So many times we didn't have anywhere to go. We didn't, like I said, we didn't have anybody to watch the kids. And so after we put the kids to bed, 
we would go sit on our porch. We would sit there and just talk. We would swing on the swing. We would do whatever. But because we were together, because the point is to connect, we didn't have to leave. We could have a romantic evening out on the front porch just talking. I'd have our dinner ready and we we would be alone. It was alone time. It was fantastic. And number five, um, take turns planning the night. So he can plan it once. You can plan it once. Go back and forth. You're going to see your spouse's creativity come out in a whole new way because this is an opportunity for you to woo each other again. While you're dating, it's all about like wooing them, you know, oh, I want him to fall in love with me. I want her to fall in love with me. And that can slowly trickle away without you even realizing it. So date nights are an opportunity to woo each other again and remember why you fell in love. And so take turns wooing your spouse and have a fantastic day. So tell us, um, we, we, we want to ask some funny questions and we're all here too. What do you think your most embarrassing moment has been lately that you're willing to share with us? <laughs> um, do you, I feel like I have, I'm just, I'm one of those people who I'm just like, I'm here. I, this is me. So I feel like I have a lot of embarrassing moments. Um, let me like in my job, just like in real life or my job or what? You know, just Anything. pick one. Yeah. <sighs> Embarrassing. Um, I recently found out. Um, do you know how they have like those clubs for, like, if you have status on an airline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, go sit in them. Uh-huh. Well, we um. My uncle it has like status with my airline and I was asking him if he had went to this club. So I asked him, I was like, do you go to the Admirals Club? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what did you just say? I was like, the Admirals Club, you know? And he was like, Taylor, it's Admirals. And I used to say it on the PA and I literally had no idea. I was like, the, Ad- the Admirals Clubs are located at whatever gate. And I, How like, long I had, no had you been saying that? How long had he been saying it wrong? Oh, like uh, over a year. Like nobody <laughs> told me. And I was like, oh, do you go? And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, Taylor, no. So I say a lot of things wrong. Um, I like to blame it on like my little bit of twang I have left. But it, it was that was pretty embarrassing because um, I did it with other people. And nobody told me. Literally nobody told me for like a year. So yeah, that's a reality um, that I've come to in my life. So yeah, that's that was pretty embarrassing. But you know, that's I was like, so okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's so great. That is great. <laughs> so um, what is? And I, then I wanted to ask you this: You like to travel a lot, you know? You're the traveling lady. Hello, and you have a pin. Tell me about the pin. This is so crazy for me because you'll go to different places because you're a um, flight assistant. A fl- Flight attendant. <laughs> See, I just had a moment. We're just Literally. sharing. <laughs> We're sharing embarrassing moments. But um, you're a flight attendant, and so you go to all these different locations, all these different cities. I looked up a few of them. I mean, I saw some pictures of you in Amsterdam. I've been there. I love that place. Um, just all these different places you'll go. And do you take a person with you from the plane and you guys just visit and then you take pictures? Or what does that look like when you get to a place and you go and you take your pictures and you post them? What, how do you do this? 
Um, so I, there's a couple of different ways. I like to travel on my off days. Um, I usually try to do like a big travel, um, at least twice a year. So I, this summer I went to Portugal. I'm obsessed with Portugal. I went for the second time, um, this summer and that was by myself, but, um, I have a traveling, um, buddy, her mom's a flight attendant and I actually met her, um, through a small group at Elevation, um, and so she flies for free too. So she will just come with me. Um, and we've done Paris and Portugal together. Um, so I either go by myself on my days off and do that. Um, or I go with, you know, people, um, or if I have every once in a while, I'll get lucky. Um, and for my actual work, I'll have a layover. Um, and we do, I've done like London and I, that's Amsterdam was, um, for work. So I had like a 36 hour layover, um, and yeah, I usually, um, I'll go out by myself sometimes because the crew, some of them like to go shopping. Some of them just, some people, some of them don't even leave their room, which is crazy, but it's just really what they want to do. Um, so yeah, sometimes I'll go out with other flight attendants. Um, but yeah, it just kind of depends on the trip and, and what I'm doing it for and who I'm with and what they're feeling. But I usually always, um, try to go out. I think there's been once where I got sick on a layover and mm-hmm. I didn't, but if I have jet lag and I'm asleep and I will just roll out and just be like, I don't, I'm very jet lagged, but I'm going to have fun. So it just kind of depends on, on the trip. But yeah. So fun. Uh, Shari mentioned the pin that you just created. It was like a collab with uh, another, I guess, another company. And then you have a, like a wall hanging flag thing too. How did those happen? Um. So I love um I love that I am a creative and I love that God has like really placed the desire in my heart to be creative so I love working with other people and I also love like sharing gifts and the fact that I can put out my like my what I live for and do it through things that people can see every day to like be encouraged and be inspired um so yeah so I'm not sure with the pins, um, her it's through a, a girl, Steffi. I just found her on Instagram. She makes really cool pins, and I was like, do you want to make a pin? And she was like, yes. So we made a pin, and then the flag. Um, I met Drew, who runs Parative, um, I think through just mutual friends, and was like, we should make a flag sometime. So uh, we work with an illustrator, and um, he put it on a flag, and so now people can, like, see it and – um, be encouraged by it. So I just love stuff like that, like things that are tangible that, you know, people can be reminded of joy and like good things in life. Um, yeah. So it makes me happy. So yeah, there's a pin in the flag yeah. and hopefully what, more stuff will what does the flag uh, say? come soon. But yeah. What does the flag say? The flag says, um, it's actually one of my words from the window seat. He wanted to take it and turn it into something that could be hung. Um, so it's mayor weeds be wildflowers. That's cool. so cute. Yeah. So I have a question. Are you, do you feel like this is something that you'll do for life? Being a flight attendant? Yeah, being a flight attendant and just continuing to post on Instagram and just, I love your Instagram posts because they're so personal. They're not, I feel like when I read them from you, uh, like for instance, here I have, I have one. I'm just going to read it. Just, it says photos like these make me dance with joy it hasn't always been this way. I haven't always been brave and felt free. 
and I sure as heck didn't always speak up. I know pain, uh, I know pain deeply, and I've carried it around for years. I still carry it, but there is this thing called grace and love, and I've spent more time tapping into that. The load is lighter. It's become manageable in my story instead of my excuse. It has become so, become so freeing and beautiful to heal. And I just love, I just feel like I can hear you in that post. And I think that's where you give people that me too feeling is that when you post, you're saying, I, because if you look at your Instagram feed, all the pictures look amazing because you're a great photographer, right? But you're saying this may look amazing and my life may look amazing and I'm traveling here and I'm going there. But look, let me show you a little bit inside. I I feel like you're giving people your heart. So you you it's almost like um, when you fish, you know, you put a worm on the hook and and the fish is attracted to the hook. But then but then when they bite, it's like, okay, this is the real Taylor. You're seeing this great picture. But let me tell you a little bit about me. And let me let you know that I'm just like you. Like, I'm not a superstar taking awesome pictures everywhere. There's a little bit deeper here. And I want to connect with you on that level. And I love that about you. I love that about your posts. So tell me your, like, how does it feel to put yourself out there? Do you ever regret posting things like this? Or do you love that connection with people? Um, Thank you for all that, by the way. That was You're really sweet. Um, but... Yeah. Um, so you, before you read that, you asked if I was going to do it forever. Yeah. Um, so my ultimate like heart is, um, ministry. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Um, but I know that God has given me a gift of words, mm -hmm. um, in being able con to connect on like a real level, um, and not just a, Jesus is good. Like I can say Jesus is good because I've experienced so much brokenness in my life. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of other people have as well, but I just think with, with the way that he's given me this ability to speak, um, and through my platform right now, being a flight attendant, it's great, but I know that it's not going to be forever. Um, I'm working on a book right now. Um, and I would love to start public speaking. I just don't know why. <laughs> what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm using, I'm starting small and, um, like I write for a couple of blogs and, um, I'm writing for my church blog now and I'm just like stepping up in the areas that I can mm -hmm. and waiting on like provision of what to do next. So I think that is the first part of the question. Am I going to be doing this forever? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is a stepping stool and a platform in order to get me into the arena that I'm supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is like the waiting lobby, like waiting for the doors to open. But, mm -hmm. um, so all that being said, um, I never regret sharing, um, because there needs to be more of that. Um, I, I think when I, and I'm still figuring myself out and I'm still figuring out my relationship with Jesus. I've only been a Christian since 2011. Um, I think that the, I think that I've connected more with Jesus in my broken moments than when I feel like I have it all together. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't do anybody any good. So if I can be show people that it's okay to be um, broken but still growing, um, mm -hmm. I think I'm doing all that I can. And I love sharing where I'm at. I love saying that it always hasn't been this way because it hasn't, and I still struggle with. Um, you know, I still struggle with depression and anxiety, but I'm still also growing and I still know joy and I still know goodness and I can dance 
even when the day before I laid in bed all day, because that's just life sometimes. And so I never regret sharing. Um, it's just, it's, I want people to be, to be able to say me too. And I know in my hardest moments, just to hear that somebody has gone through bad things and they're still going through things, but they're still breathing and growing. That's like all that matters to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't regret anything. And in every single DM and email that I get, I weep every single time because it's just, it's what it's about. Just being able to connect and know you're not alone and know mm-hmm. you're loved, even if it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love what I do and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I never regret sharing, you know, where, what yeah. I've been saved from and what I'm still not saved from because I'm a human. So yeah. 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 That's good. That's awesome. Um, how do you feel like you manage staying spiritually healthy? Like what do you do in your personal time with Jesus or, um, just in your day to day life to, um, feel that closeness to the Lord and to push through those seasons where you feel like, um, they're super hard or you're going through something that's like really a struggle. Like how do you, um, stay connected to Jesus during those times? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, healthiness has been something that I have been constantly learning about. Um, it's really hard with my life. I want to be that person who wakes up at 6am and has coffee made and reads all of Psalms <laughs> by 8 30. <laughs> But that is not me. Some days I wake up at 3 a.m. Today I woke up at 11.30 because I'm, I just got back from Hong Kong. Um, people were already halfway like done with their, their day by 11.30, and I was just waking up. So um, it has been a really, really big struggle um, to be um, healthy in my um, consistency with Jesus. Um, and consistency is actually like a word that – that's my I always pick a word for the new year, and – consistency is mine for this year. Um, I'm really bad at being consistent. Um, if I'm being honest and I love that God has given me this wildflower adventurous heart, Mm -hmm. but it's so great. But then there also needs to be a healthiness on the other side. So, um, I'm still really figuring out what every day looks like, but for me right now, um, I have to make sure that I have like, um, a verse of the day app on my phone the Bible app and I make sure it comes on in the morning um, or else I might not even think about reading my Bible just because I'm just literally all over the place. I go through every time zone like in Mm -hmm. the United States on some days. So um, I really am one of those people. I don't believe in Kindles and things, but I have to, I have to touch it. Mm -hmm. And I've just gotten over that and been like, you have to be real with where you're at. And sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe it's just reading the verse of the day um, on your phone. And so I do that and I really, um, have been trying to be intentional about community. Um, I think that has been what has pushed me more in connecting with Jesus every day um, than being so hard on myself um, for not reading my Bible. I think getting around people who are healthy has been more of a motivation than beating myself up Um, and just being like, I want what they have. I want when I'm feeling anxious or if I'm feeling depressed, I want to be able to be more healthy in those situations. And I think that being around good, solid people who are growing in the Lord and growing in church and growing in their callings um, has been so healthy for me. So I really have been trying to put myself out there um, with people, even Mm -hmm. if I feel intimidated or there's like, you know, the whole girl rule, like, I don't like girls. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like we're women and we're 
fierce and we're on fire and we're growing and like I don't have to be scared and be insecure so I really think just like doing what I can with what I have um I wish I could give more sometimes and I wish I could you know be every single day um be up at that certain time but that's just not realistic for me um so yeah just my app and being around people and also um I have a bible I carry with me when I travel too Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I make that a thing having that and sometimes I if I get in at a certain time I can read that so yeah I just really um doing what I can with what I have and not putting a lot of pressure on myself. I think that's so good. I know when Clayton and I first, uh, so when I was in college, I felt like I had a structured life with, you know, classes at this time and Bible study at this time and hang out with friends at this time. And then when we got married, we traveled so many days a year and other people dictated our schedules. And so I felt like that those first two years in ministry, I spent less time on my Bible than I had in the like, last five years and so it was kind of discouraging because here I am in ministry but I'm not like reading yeah. my bible and I'm feeling like a bad Christian and then I just had to realize that I had to take the times when I could get them and mm-hmm. um and then like and make them make them count and so I think that's what you're saying like sometimes we have to look at our life and figure out how to harmonize our life with our spiritual life and not beat ourselves up for not having an, a 6 a.m. prayer time, a 7 a.m. study time. You know what? It, it's, it's, God is flexible, just as flexible as we are, but we have to make sure we're seeking him and, give, and giving him that attention. Um, so I totally get what you're saying. I totally agree with you. And yeah. I totally applaud you for, <laughs> for pushing yeah. through because I can't imagine what it's like to live on like a million time zones. Speaking of time zones, I wanted to ask you one more question. I wanted to ask if you could pick one place that you've been that you would love to just either tell someone about like this is the best place ever or a place that you haven't been that you're dreaming of going um, or maybe even both. I don't know. Just decide. um, I'd like to know what your favorite place is and maybe what your next place you want to go to, like the biggest dream that you haven't met as far as a place to go. What is the, what are, would those two places be? Um, my favorite place so far, probably ever. I mean, I'm going to say that, but I haven't been to everywhere, but um, Portugal. Mm-hmm. I am just head over heels I would move there tomorrow if it made sense to move there but um there's just something really special about it Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it was because of like the season I was walking through um Mm -hmm. but it's it's just it's incredible I don't have enough good things to say about it um but yeah Portugal is probably my favorite and somewhere I really really want to go um probably Switzerland Mm -hmm. um I love the the Alps there um the mountains, the, just I, I. Every time I see a photo of them, I feel like just weeping. There's just something inside of me that is like I really need to go there as soon as possible. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, hopefully Switzerland. But um, I don't know where I'm gonna end up. So, <laughs> wait, yeah. I, d- I do have one more question. I just thought of. Okay. If you, so since we're talking about dreams, um, for our listeners that are listening to you. Um, you have this crazy dream that happened that you never thought would happen. You're traveling around, you're encouraging people, you're getting to live in ministry, you're hoping for more, which is great. Um, But how would you encourage them to pursue their dreams? What kind of encouragement would you give to the people who are listening, who are scared um, or who are waiting for a dream that they're hoping will happen? 
Um, I think for the longest time, um, I had said earlier that I always wanted to do things, but I never would. Um, I think for a really long time, I held on to things um, from my childhood, from brokenness from my childhood, from things people spoke over me, um, whether they were good or bad. Um, and I think something really important is um, is to just figure out what you love, what you're passionate about, and what you're called to, and leave the rest, the, the negativity and the unhealthiness from your past behind. Um, I have lived, up until really this summer, um, I lived so attached to the things that define me, and I think those are really from Satan, um, and I didn't heal from them, and I didn't even know that they were, they, they were there. I think for, I like, I have this picture of me just like carrying around a bag of bricks in my bag, um, my backpack mm -hmm. in for my whole life. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to do these things. So I would just really encourage um, anybody who has a dream to just leave the brokenness behind. Um, God has so much more, like so much more for you than heaviness in for me, it was living full and free and adventuring and traveling around the world. And maybe it's being a mom or maybe it's being in ministry or maybe it's opening a restaurant. Whatever it is, I think we could pay so much more attention to the things that are missing than to the things that God has given us so freely and that we have. We just like don't have the courage to lean into them and to trust him for who he says he is and who he says we are. So, um, yeah, just be encouraged um, to really just live, like, full into what he's called you to. Um, and there's obviously things that come in the way, and there's real life, and you can't quit. And, I mean, you can. God can bless it. But, like, also being just real with where you're at, um, things will work out um, if they're supposed to. And if they're not, God obviously has something better in store um, and he's good. He really is good. And it's hard to see it sometimes when things don't go our way, but it's worth fighting for and pursuing your dreams really, really are. So, yeah. Cool. Well, we just want to thank you, yeah. right, Rachel? Thanks. We want to thank awesome. you for being here with us today. And for our listeners, we would love for you to follow Taylor on Instagram. So her handle is, ah, tell me your handle because I just lost it. What's it's your handle. So it's, my first name and my last name, T-I-P-P-E-T-T. -T. Okay. Taylor Tippett. Yep. At Taylor. Oh, there it is. Hello. At Taylor Tippett on Instagram. And is that the same thing for Facebook? Yeah. My it, my Facebook is my name and then Twitter is my name. And then my website is travelinglady.com. Right. So she writes an amazing blog and she's so fun to follow on Instagram and Facebook. So you guys, she's the me too girl and she wants to connect with you. So you can follow her and she's so relatable and she's pretty awesome. So I would say if you have a dream and you're scared to follow it, maybe you would be encouraged by Taylor following hers and who knows where we're going to see you next Taylor. Um, I look forward to hearing what happens in your life and maybe we can reconnect again sometime. So thank you so much for listening to the overcoming Monday podcast. We hope that we've given you some hope to overcome on this Monday and uh, join us next time to overcome next Monday. Right, Rachel? Yep, next <laughs> okay. one's coming. All right. Thanks you guys.
Thanks for tuning in to episode three of the Overcoming Monday podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and share us with your friends. You can also connect with Shari on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at her handle, ShariKing99. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, subscribe to her blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening today, and hopefully we've given you something to help you overcome this Monday.